Yeah, you know, you win some, you dim some. Ha! I love that saying. He does love that saying. <laughs> I do. It cracks me up every time. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. See, look at so, him. That's so joy. Look at that pure Roman joy. This is just, it's just so absurd. <laughs> oh, you're I mean, absurd. I, 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 mean, I mean, you don't, you don't win any, but as consolation, you get a card of dim sum rolled up to you. It's awesome. And, yeah, it's pretty good. So in fact, if anything, it's not absurd at all. It makes a ton of sense. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh-huh. Best thing I've heard today so far. Episode 43? I don't know. Not my job. Uh, you know, I promised to write it down somewhere, and I never did. You did. I think it's 43. <laughs> I just consulted the Zoom exported files, and it says 43. Welcome to Batman in Quarantine, episode 43, early in the morning. Sublime. <laughs> Lyrics. <laughs> and listen, I feel like I spend all of my time on a Zoom call with Django and Roman. Thank you so much for joining me, the two of you cute, cute, wonderful boys. It's my pleasure, Jeffrey. It's his pleasure, Jeffrey. I, <laughs> it's oh, my morning ple- voice, Jeffrey. It's my morning pleasure, Jeffrey. Um, I have a stuffed pleasure, Jeffrey. Django, it's nice to see you this, you know, like I know, I know you're a guy who in general would like to sleep about 30 minutes longer than I do. Not that I wouldn't yeah. like to, but I mean, I can trust that when I get up, you're probably about 30 minutes away, which means you have a full hour where you know you can't contact me because I have an hour and a half breadth of don't contact Jeff for an hour and a half or else you're going to feel real bad about yourself. Buddy, I've, I have made entire podcasts about the first hour of the day with you in a hotel room. Oh, man. <laughs> Here's the stinkiest thing about Jeff is when he gets up, he's really grumpy. And if he has to go do a thing he doesn't really want to do, it's even grumpier. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> We're going to talk about what he does to stop being so grumpy. There's nothing. There's nothing. He's just real, he's just real upset about everything. Bacon? No. No. Coffee? Kind of. Only if you leave him alone while he drinks it. If he if he drinks it for an hour. We're here to talk about Batman 701, the RIP lost chapters. And Django, from the sound of it, they were almost lost chapters. Buddy, I got so many boxes of Batman comics. I, uh, I pulled these out to read when we started this podcast. And uh, since then, they've been lost in the shuffle. Uh, but I tracked them down just in time to read oh. this before before we started recording just in time fresh fresh i am very excited to finally be reading these chapters because they are these two that have been sort of oft talked about so far and they came out at weird time they actually i looked into it they apparently came out um in september and october which is when return of bruce wayne 4 and batman and robin 13 would have come <laughs> out in those same months it actually is put in this book pretty close to like when it would have come out. They put them right back to back, which isn't necessarily how it would have happened, but it would have been around this time that these came out. So, but that's a while after final crisis started. Yeah. Yeah. A while after, right? Yeah, exactly. It's probably (laughs) been a year in, in comic publication time. And I love it. It's called the hole in things. It's mostly written to, 
fill in the gaps between Final Crisis and R.I.P. Or sorry, vice versa, R.I.P. and Final Crisis. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm curious, mostly Django, how, not that I don't care about Roman, because I always care about Roman's thoughts, but Django, this fulfills a niche in Grant Morrison comic books that I could predict you being frustrated that they need to exist and exist, but I also feel like it's the kind of thing that you would appreciate because it does fill in sort of leaps in storytelling within Morrison's comics. So I, I, you know, before we really get in and crack the spine of this here thing, how do you, what do you think about the existence of these two issues? Well, we're talking about 701 today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. 701 is, is basically just Bruce coming up out of the water and like it, it's, I think 702 is the one that really gives us him getting trapped by trapped by the guys that have him during RIP no during when he's when he's got the big helmet on and and they're feeding him memories and stuff yeah um and that if I remember right because I haven't read 702 yet that one is something that I appreciate having the backstory for Mm -hmm. it's just enough too late so it's not too little too late it's the right amount too late. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it's just the right amount to, fit, to start filling in the hole and things. Yeah, Ooh. which is a lot because it's a big old hole. It's a big hole. It, I, I, I agree, Django, not about the size of the hole, but just <laughs> the, I, I remember like these are particularly 702, the next issue is one that I would read like multiple times. I have read mm-hmm. it multiple times. I really like it. It does seem to flush out a lot of, answers or at least give you the feeling of some answers and I, I also have not read it yet in preparation for you know uh friday's episode but it i remember coming out it was like before all the revelations about you know bruce coming back spoilers so it gave the feeling of having a lot of answers in it but it was weird that it was like oh i'm getting answers about the connection between r.i.p and final crisis and that was you know and at that time in my life a year earlier so the amount yeah. of, like the fact that there was mystery is it, i think it's weird that it exists i it, <laughs> Morrison doesn't seem like a guy who would be like, oh, I got to go back and actually clear a couple things up. But I do think that 702 actually has some things. I know that there's a connection to like Bruce's brother that was like an Elseworlds character or something. And it shows Mm -hmm. the institution that he's locked up in, in like 702. And um, yeah, and it's, it's got, yeah, 702 feels like an appropriate time for part of it to come out. Yeah. A late time for another part of it to come out. Wasn't Bruce's brother, isn't that who originally Tommy Elliott, Hush, pretended to be? Was No, he was Bruce's best friend when he was yeah, a kid. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So for 701, do we have any idea why this story took so long to be told? No, outside, like my feelings at the time that it came out and my assumptions were that it gave too many answers prevented some of the mystery from being there in the one that we just read mm-hmm. yeah 701 okay. and 702 just sort of as a unified thing um because mm-hmm. it is you know it could just be one giant oversized issue essentially in my mind but um it that that was my thinking is it really i don't necessarily know why the con- like the bridge between r.i.p and final crisis is as confusing as it is like I don't know why it needed to be published the way that it was. I don't think it's like a huge fault in it or anything, but I, with RIP being titled RIP, I think I assumed that Bruce died in it and he doesn't. And then he goes to final crisis and the, the, the bridge between those two events, there hasn't ever been a lot explored. Mm-hmm. So if anything, it just feels like 
I should, Hey, I should probably go and clean up this little bit of continuity stuff. But that, that feels like a very unmorrison thing in my mind. Well, that, yeah. that's what I was wondering if maybe uh, the editor or something or was, was like, Hey Grant, this is, I'm confused. This is kind of confusing. And after the fact he was like, Grant realized, Oh yeah, he's right. I need to explain something here. Well, and what is also mentioned is I was, as I was researching this issue, I did find somewhere that, Someone was saying that Grant had originally said that RIP was going to be eight issues. And Mm -hmm. as it stands, it's five issues with one being a double-sized issue. So I do wonder, like, you know, the person proffered the idea of, like, are these old scripts? Like, did these Mm. exist at that time? And then they intentionally didn't Mm. come out? You know, it also could be because it really does connect. It it leaves open the idea that Dr. Hurd is alive because in this, Bruce goes down to the water. I don't know how much of in Batman and Robin El Penitente was like supposed to maybe be a mysterious villain that then you're like, Oh, it's Dr. Hurt. I think that like in our reread, it seems like that's been kind of evident the whole time. But if he wanted that to remain a mystery, I could see why he wouldn't want Bruce to go down into the water as he does in this issue to find if Hurt's body is there and then find that he did escape. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I could see why maybe that would be a mystery they want to leave open. And like we said, the second issue of this, from my memory, deals with some larger implication things, whereas this one is a pretty grounded, like, here's how we get from RIP to Final Crisis. Yeah. With so, punchline in the middle. With, yeah. Dude, isn't it crazy that that is not <laughs> the character punchline from Jimmy T.I.V.'s run? Like, she looks like, when, when she first cropped up in this series, I was like, do you think that's going to be punchline? And, and Tinian is trying to, like, connect the Morrison run. And that would be cool. He didn't do that, I don't think. But nope. would have been cool. Me- who are you talking about? You mean uh, Ellie? Ellie? Yeah. Oh, okay. She looks just like Punchline. Just well, the, does she? I didn't even notice. The, the short-haired Punchline. Yeah, like the facial. Ma- I mean, she's just got like clown makeup and and whatnot. But it it's pretty reminiscent of Punchline, or Punchline say- is pretty reminiscent of her. Are you saying all clown all, all clown makeup and women look the same? Uh, you're right, yeah, Roman. That was a kind of closed-minded, <laughs> hateful thing I said. Um, but I do think that like there's big red clown dots underneath the eyes on ellie and i think punchline has them also oh yeah she does yeah but this starts with bruce wayne like literally moments after r.i.p ends with bruce coming down into the water and swimming up uh to be saved and he gets out of the water he sees ellie the once prostitute now wayne's tech employee and has a nice interaction with her. He gets back to the Batcave, talks to Alfred, actually eats, which is cool, actually sleeps, which is cool. I like, uh, I like, the, I like the fact we get the mention of Bruce's favorite soup, Mulligatani soup. Mulligatani soup. Can you tell me what Mulligatani soup is, either of you two? You know, I meant to look it up. It's either Irish or Scottish. Okay. But I don't remember which. I, d- I don't know off the top of my head. Oh, well, good luck I- spelling it. The look, um, the look on Django's face, I thought maybe he was... I new. did too. It seemed like it was like a Cajun thing. <laughs> yeah. Because you're a Cajun, right? It's uh, Indian. Oh, Indian. Wow, it's Spiced way with curry and made from creamy red lentils, carrots, apples, and coconut milk. Wow, that sounds good. Mm. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and then we get uh, the final crisis event starting, Red Skies, Batman knowing he's going to get a call from somebody. Superman calls him and says, hey, buddy, we need your help. we got to uh, investigate some deicide. And this issue ends with him investigating, like looking at the Orion line with the hole in it, a hole in things with the bullet that ultimately was fired backwards in time that essentially kills Darkseid, but also Orion in the meantime. So that's what happens along here. 
one thing that I thought like I got a lot out of this time reading this was that in Final Crisis, sorry, in R.I.P., when Dr. Hurt is talking to Bruce, he says the next time you wear your cowl will be your last. Mm -hmm. And throughout this whole issue, Bruce is avoiding putting on the cowl. And he does things that he normally would have a cowl on for, like goes back into the water to find Dr. Hurt. He's not wearing it there. He puts that like emergency mask on. I love that. Like he's pulling it out of his utility belt. But the cursed cowl, it's like it keeps coming up in images in here. And Bruce doesn't wear it until he's just like, well, Superman needs me. I do have to put this thing on. Hmm. And I didn't really fully grasp or appreciate the the depth of the idea that this cowl has been cursed and i think it's even better than that this particular cowl is cursed which is why or one of the reasons why the miyagani like held it in this like special place and it's like it's the cursed cowl that he went back in time with and if we kind of consider the going to the underworld coming out hero's journey thing like we've been talking about on this podcast the like cursed version of batman went through the omega sanction and his cowl was left there and the reborn batman came out of it and uh i i really like this implication of that having been cursed especially dealing with like um i think her name was ab or abby's curse on the wayne family from return of bruce wayne number two Right, this idea of curses and things you can't escape. So I, I really like picking up that through line on this read through. Crud, it's gone. Oh, oh, um, there was something with also tying into that the fact that this issue, other than when he absolutely has to, to disguise his identity. I like that. Just a visual reminder that this issue, he's come back from supposedly everybody thought he was dead, at least at the first time they thought he was dead in the water. Um, that he comes back and he's. Bruce Wayne, the human Bruce Wayne, because, you know, he his talk with Alfred and saying, that, oh, yeah, I need to thank Dick and Tim. You know, it's all that stuff that the human part of Batman that, you know, Batman wouldn't do, but Bruce realizes, you know, I, I should do these things. Even the Ellie conversation is like, yeah. he demonstrates, he smiles and he like demonstrates <laughs> yeah. more, you know, humanity as Batman than he, than he did otherwise. Though with mm-hmm. that, particular, that particular emergency cow, his smile is kind of scary <laughs> dude i love that emergency cowl like Django said it's i just he pulls it out of the belt and he's always got one on him yeah this this issue has one of my very favorite drawings in the series it's when he comes up out of the water the the colors oh of bruce coming up out of the water in the batman costume and the explosion behind him that's awesome and then that that one that you just flashed on on our zoom chat the him walking through the gates that looks like a chris burnham drawing to me I yeah like this this two part arc is is really like some of my favorite Tony Daniels stuff. His RIP stuff is amazing, but this is where he just like kind of goes whole hog with these totally exaggerated muscular men like mm-hmm. Batman or Superman even looks like almost bad like in terms of like in terms of like morality bad. Like he's just this huge muscular gonna fuck you up guy and it's I really like that they just kind of leaned into that. I don't know exactly what it, you know, what the reasoning would be, but one thing that is interesting about this is that Tony Daniels did ink himself in in these two issues, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's the case with his normal art. Can we talk for a minute about, yeah. about Bruce looking at the Barbados graffiti in the? Basement? We gotta, we gotta. That's important. When this is what a month before he dies and disappears, right, mm-hmm. or more. 
Yeah, a month before. And if I remember right, after that, they're looking at that graffiti and saying that it couldn't be more than about a month old, right? A year old. A year old. Okay. Okay, then never mind. But we've been talking about and discussing, and we sort of figured that it seemed like the reason that paint was fresh is that Bruce had painted that back in time. Right. And my read on it after reading this issue this time is that Dr. Hurt, because he says, like, Dr. Hurt, you know, he found this room, like the secret room. He, he, he says that in here. And mm-hmm. there's this almost like dirty or gross feeling that like, we know that Hurt got into the Batcave because, you know, they're in there in RIP when he gets the, the post-hypnotic trigger. But this idea that Hurt was in this room and they've been using it like, and online what I was reading about is that like, it seems like maybe there is the assumption that there was a black glove meeting or ritual that was held here during the like black glove storyline. Mm-hmm. and some support for how uh, Dr. Hurt could have known that w- was there is, is the idea that he could have read, you know, being Thomas Wayne, being the older Satanist Thomas Wayne, he could have had access to Bruce's journals in that bat box sarcophagus thing oh, Okay, from Return of Bruce Wayne. So Thomas Wayne could have known about that place, having had Bruce, having found that place. So we've got, again, like the time right. loop type thing. But... Uh, I, I liked that read on that room and why it had been painted and why it looked like there was a, a relatively recent ceremony there and then why the paint would have been uh, mm-hmm. drawn within the last year. And do we have confirmation at this point in the story if Dr. Hurt is as eternal as he seems? We don't. We okay. don't. There's still just a lot of the sort of... okay occult horror mystery of it. Roman, what is your read or feelings on that? Okay. <laughs> uh, what, what you said, Jeff. Because, um, yeah, I was confused by that at first, too. The How could this, if it's only existed for a year, how could Thomas and Martha Wayne have had a secret room with this in it? You know, because they were killed at least 10 years ago in the book's continuity. But, yeah, uh, it retroactively existed for them, even though it's only also a year old at the same time mm-hmm. um yeah and i don't know about hurt i i i don't remember how this all wraps up and i don't think he's actually immortal i thought i think he was just i've always thought he was just putting on a very elaborate act about all of that you know with you know some maybe a touch of real mysticism but for the most part just you know sleight of hand and that kind of stuff on a mm. large scale i don't remember either and that's that's what i that's the I guess when I read Batman, I always operate under the assumption that everything is real and there are no ghosts or spirits unless, un- until they reveal that, that I'm wrong. Yeah. Or dead man shows up. <laughs> <laughs> and Morrison did say in interviews that like he considers this the ultimate di- like Batman mysticism story, like the ultimate mm-hmm. Batman magic you know, I, I forget the exact word that he uses, but it's something tantamount to mysticism, I would think. Yeah, yeah. And I sh- and I guess I should add after that comment. Yeah, I don't remember and if Hurt, Hurt never seemed that mystical to me, but the overall story, yes, mysticism. Yeah. yeah. I found somebody who basically did issue by issue trying to fill in continuity for a lot of the comics before this so like batman and the outsiders or like robin and like reading it in order and in regards to batman 701 part one 
this person says, um, Hurt has been inside the secret Barbados worshiping room beneath Wayne Manor and has scrawled the name Thomas Wayne all over the walls. In case you forgot, Bruce has kept this evil layer a secret from his compatriots for decades in accordance with his parents' last wishes. Mm-hmm. I want to know where the what's his proof. Yeah, what's his what is the the parents' last wishes? And I didn't go through all the beginning earlier yeah. stuff in that to know exactly what that was, but I do wonder if in a different series or a different something, you know, they they mentioned and it, well in, in this one he says, Why had my parents made me solemnly vow never to enter the hidden room? Yeah. So it doesn't say last wishes, but Okay. So yeah, maybe that's exactly what they're referring to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and did you guys see that makes me wonder, I mm. did you guys think Hurt is the one that scrawled thomas wayne thomas's name all over that wall i don't know if he scrolled thomas's wayne all over it but i feel like they painted he painted barbados i think that the black glove during r.i.p was in the cave oh see i thought i thought the name thomas had been scrawled on the wall like back in time that either Bruce had done that or one of Bruce's ancestors, maybe Thomas himself had done that, you know, back in the 18 or 1700s or whatever. And I think that that is still a totally valid read. And that's kind of my assumption as well. Um, You should call Grant. Yeah, I would love to call Grant. I don't know what time it is in Scotland. (laughs) He's also got a house. Okay. Okay. He's also got a house in LA. Oh, he does. Yeah. Doesn't he? Yeah. Um, But yeah, Roman, I think both of the things you just said are correct. I think that it is, I think that Bruce would have written that back in there in the, in that room and trying to like do a warning or maybe as we move through return of Bruce Wayne and get to those times where he's like, we haven't gotten yet to the part where Thomas Wayne is a part of that. So we don't know exactly, but yeah, there could be a warning or something. And then, and then Thomas himself wrote Barbados. Cause it does look like there was some dark rituals going on down there. I think it's funny that this whole issue is narrated from the future by Batman clearly after probably after he died mm-hmm. right because he's saying the trap i was so sure i'd escaped was locking into place around me so he's writing it in his black, black case book probably yeah. yeah yeah i like that he's not writing in the same journal that's found that's no <clears throat> that's in the in the bat sarcophagus no no yeah that's a good good point though I and then just this to go back to that cursed cowl thing. I just Bruce Sands cursed cape cowl, which explains why the Miyagani won't let them leave the Bat Cave in return of Bruce Wayne. Plunges into the depths of Gotham after blowing up her helicopter. So I feel like you know, like the the Miyagani even knew that that curse, like that that cowl was cursed. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just I really like that that connection that I had. Who did hurt curse it? Yeah, because I mean it curse so to speak but he says at the end of r.i.p like the next time you put on your cowl will be the last time okay yeah i kind of felt like in a way he kind of magically maybe magically re-energizes annie's curse yeah because i I do think that like the annie curse thing is in it like these the wayne being cursed the wayne's being cursed or gotham being cursed or batman himself being cursed to like eternally be fighting this thing and miserable Mm mm-hmm Another like interesting thing is he points out that he's going to fall asleep for three days, which is, you know, as he was drugged and lost it and he's coming back. And that is the amount of time that Christ was dead before he rose um, from the stone. Yeah. But Bruce is no Christ and he's, he's up around the house in the middle. Right. I don't know if he does sleep for three days or not. It does look like he does. I read that that three days of sleep gives an excuse for several stories that happen in continuity to happen. There was like three Robin issues and like a Nightwing issue. 
that um, <laughs> would have fit pre Final Crisis post RIP. Nap time I read, for Batman. I'm, I read that like this three days of Bruce being gone gives them an excuse of, but that also could have just been like poor publication. Like, yeah, Bruce is gone. So write your stories. But they're like, oh shit, it's pre Final Crisis. He's not gone yet. He's not gone yet. <laughs> oh, give, him, give him some, uh, drug him, put him to sleep. I like yeah. that idea though. It also takes three three days for a vampire in traditions to to rise. What are you saying about our bat friend? <laughs> well, it's more like I'm saying Christ is a vampire. Oh, that makes that tattoo you have that says Christ is a vampire make a lot more sense. <laughs> you thought it was a punk band. I did. Christ is a vampire. It's <laughs> so Bruce says, and you know what's the worst? The bat costume my father wore to the masquerade went with Doctor Hurt to the bottom of the Gotham River. And it's like, Bruce, do you need another bat costume in a glass case to make you feel bad about stuff? Like, why is, can we, you, you live in your dad's house. Like, you could probably, you don't need that one thing. I wonder, but, but it's very sad. I mean, that's the first bat costume. It is. And I, but I also mainly wondered, well, but we've seen that costume since then. So did he use his riches and... Amazonian technology or apocalyptic technology through cy cyborg to recreate looked, the costume. I don't, I don't see that for sale on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> I like the, just the, the portrayal of like red skies. You just like, man, what a rough week. It's been five days. He got drugged. He had buried alive. He got Joker fear toxin gas, not all in that order. Swam out of the bottom of an ocean, gets home, sleeps for three days, looks out the window and the skies are red and fire is raining from it. Ah, uh, nuts. Ah, uh, yeah. nuts. <laughs> yeah, uh, smir smoke alert, unhealthy. Yeah, I got to check, check online <laughs> to see if there's particulates in the air that prevent me from going out. Let's see, let's see. Got to call call the Marvel Universe and get Storm over here to, to fix the skies. I like, yeah, Roman, your read on just the amount of humanity demonstrated through through Batman post-R.I.P. pre-death here. Like, just his playful banter with Alfred. Like, it's been, I guess, at this point, a year since we've read Alfred and Bruce interacting. Mm -hmm. Since we've been reading Batman yeah. and Robin. And they have such a good connection. And I don't know, their, their back and forth is so... It's like fencing. I love it. Yeah, and I did. Yeah, and I was at first. I was disappointed they didn't hug as soon as they saw each other. But that last panel on that page, it's opposite um, Bruce walking through the gates of Wayne Manor. Mm -hmm. That last panel on the facing page, just the close up of Bruce's face and Alfred's over his shoulder, and just the way they're both smiling with their eyes closed says so much. Yeah, it really does. And on the following page and subsequent pages. I like, we've talked about how, you know, when an artist comes on Batman, they always get their glory shot of the Batcave. And I, Tony Daniels, I'm sure, had one in R.I.P. that we mentioned. But I also like that he includes, there's just like a lot of wires and like cables and piping with wires in it going around. And it, like particularly the, the, the page opposite Batman sleeping like a sexy naked muscle hunk where he's like walking up and right before Alfred notices the clock has stopped. There's just like, kind of technology everywhere and broken shit and like some broken engines that have fallen and like but also like cables connecting things. it's just like yeah this is a cave and it's you know like there's not a lot of power in caves generally and i, I just like the sort of workman look of the bat cave there and not being just this perfect refined technological hub yeah. well it's got weight yeah well and i was trying to remember because it looks like 
did Hurt blow it up or something? Because everything is destroyed and in shambles. There is some rough shit that happens in there. Um, as you just have to remember all the way back to before Alfred got that Band-Aid on his face. <laughs> yeah, you remember a year a ago. A year right? and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, like, we know that, you know, in R.I.P., or sorry, in Return of Bruce, or so, in Batman and Robin, Alfred <laughs> is mentioning, like, yeah, the power's out because we're fixing up the Wayne estate after El Sombrero turned into a death trap. Mm-hmm. So the whole okay. area did go through some stuff. I'm not sure if all of that, the damage in the Batcave is indicative of that, or I like to think of it as just like, yeah, you know, sometimes I've got to link a bunch of power cables to go from my computer to go to like an amp and some other things. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And well, I do, it doesn't look pretty usually. Yeah. And I, and, yeah, and I do like your point about, I mean, cause that, cause that, that's such a feat of engineering to get all this technology into the cave and make it functional and have like a mechanical turntable apparently sometimes that could, pull the vehicles around so they're facing the right direction to go out the one entrance apparently <laughs> um and and the technology to filter out all the methane so it doesn't kill you <laughs> looking at that page i'm looking at the next page of you know batman just sleeping like a hunk of muscle but on the <laughs> on the right side of that um when he says no less bizarre or dreamlike was the discovery that hurt had somehow found the manor's hidden room so that's when he indicates that hurt has been in the barbados room which is why he looks at it next but in that it has like the horse head and the Thomas and Thomas and Martha Wayne like painting hanging in front mm-hmm. of it, and then it's got the fireplace with the three rose emblem, which is what they find to lead them into. The... That's also like in the next issue of Batman and Robin. It starts with Doctor Hurt, like a flash forward of Doctor Hurt, drawn by Fraser Irving, like shooting Dick Grayson in the head, right in front of that horse, which is looking down on him, and the painting mm. of Thomas and Martha looking down on him, right in front of that fireplace. And that scene is teased for like three issues because it's the climactic scene of the next arc. It's also an important part of like the return of Bruce. And I'm just starting to now wonder like if that Barbados room and the Thomas Wayne stuff, like if maybe it has a more important role with the actual return of Bruce when that happens, you know, a couple weeks from now when we get to that. But there is, yeah, there's more to that room and that painting, that horse head and the, that rose emblem and, and the importance of that room than I think that we've fully gotten to yet. So I still, still think there's mysteries of it to be do, revealed. Do you think there's any, because I don't remember, do you think there's any, like, chess symbolism with the horse head? Because, you know, the, 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 night. the night, I don't remember if the future, if there's in black and white as a chessboard, but tiles. Yeah, but I, I don't I'm know. Not, I don't know. I, <laughs> I may I may just be in uh, Dr. Corey Walkering this. <laughs> Doc Walk. Doc <laughs> Going off Walk. on some crazy tangent that's not quite there. You know what? That 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 wonderful erotic shot of Bruce asleep there. Erotic. Did you know did you notice that it's so cute? There's this little joke kind of in there in the art. There's there's not sheep or birds, there's little bats kind mm-hmm. of flying around. <laughs> flying outside, casting shadows in there. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe that's just his his happy dreams. <laughs> He's got he's got a bat mobile above his bed. <laughs> yeah, he probably does. Mobile, 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 mobile. The the real like just <clears throat> Bruce saying, yeah. There's a very telling scene in here when Bruce says, "Super people, I was expecting you. What's up?" After the red sky, and Superman just says, "Drop everything. We need you on this. Someone just killed a god." I was like, "Damn, Superman! Like, you could ask nicely. I don't know. Drop <laughs> yeah, that's... everything." Did yeah. you Superman, almost just die? Did you just get buried alive? Drop everything. Superman's a butthole, you know, is serious. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I like I like the right before that where he's he says, Red skies, how soon before we hear from somebody who can fly? Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Those are the people who are gonna say something first. Because he's because the, he then, then he mentions it like he's just a dude. Yeah. And they're they're super. And that's yeah. such a great line. I've worked so hard to gain their respect. They sometimes forget I'm flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's a really, that's a very important Batman idea. Or, you know, like that's a thing that probably lives with him all yeah. the time. The, the and then when Superman says, like, I didn't, I didn't think you want to leave the Green Lanterns in charge. And they do end up in charge and things go poorly. In yeah. Final Crisis. That's true. <laughs> See, I, I remember plot points from Final Crisis sometimes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that he he writes at the end of that page in Superman's world, everything is mytho- everything is mythology, which is true. But we're exploring Batman's mythology in this story. But I like the fact that Bruce is, still doesn't think of himself, his world, as being mythology. Can you what? Can you unpack your read of what like how Superman's world and every everything is mythology? What does that mean to you? Well, to me, and I, and I think Bruce is saying here, Superman, you know, he's basically a god. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like one of the new gods, just based on Earth. And, uh, and Bruce is still, he still knows he's human, and he has to work so hard at, to achieve things that Superman can just do, like, without thinking about it, really. Yeah. Um, but this story, I mean, Bruce is on this hero's journey and go into the underworld and he's he's based in the underworld with the cave and everything but he but i think it's just a point of morrison pointing out again bruce's humanity that's at the core of batman Mm -hmm. because he doesn't think of himself as as a god of the underworld or something right Mm -hmm. yeah it's got to be hard to relate sometimes to all of your teammates on the justice league because other than ollie yeah they're all pretty super yeah. They're all actually gods. Yeah. And when Morrison did JLA, which was before all this, you know, he included Batman on the team, of course, as these mythological archetypes. And Batman was there. You know, Ollie was it, not originally. No. Right. No. And then the final, like, at the end, I love the double page shot of just the, the, the bat jet flying right at the camera, like right. Yeah at the camera and you see him in it and then like you know you take hold it back a little bit and you see the the world is actually at an angle so the jet's actually kind of at a, you know tilted but we're balanced with that one like that i just think is a really amazing it, it, image and then it ties back to the red and black symbology and and that even though he thinks that he's you know not fulfilling this curse by Dr. Hurt. He still is in the, the clutches of this trap. He's saying, I, you know, the trap I was so sure I'd escaped was locking into place all around me. So this, and I think there is a very present connection throughout this whole run. I think we've, we've tackled it uh, between Dr. Hurt and dark side. You know, they, they are, there's a lot of connection. We don't know that Dr. Hurt knew these things, but like, you know, Dr. Hurt knew the, the next time you put your cow on, you're going to be your last probably he knew that because he read the journals that batman had that went back in time Mm. um so it's less of a like less of like a myth maybe a like a horror like putting a curse on it and and more like an actual knowledge of i know that you're about to do this thing and dark side's going to send you back in time because it's like insider trading yeah i like that and that so that is a read on dr hurt that i prefer over him actually being this magical 
kind of actual mythical devil. And I like the idea that he's cheating in order to seem like that. And in my read, it's less that he is the devil or is cheating. I, I th- feel like he made a deal with the devil. Mm-hmm. And that's even still probably a little like mysti- mystical, maybe more than you would like. Yeah. Um, but the idea that he could have had prolonged life, you know, mm-hmm. I like, because we see in Batman 666 and that jump to the head future issue, like the Batman that was the bad cop with the mask and everything, like he's still around and Damien mm-hmm. is much older by that point. So like he seems to be not aging. So maybe right. he's also made a deal with, with the devil in some regard. Like, and then Damien says he made a deal with the devil. So we know that there's like, we don't know, but we, we're led to believe that there is some relationship between people making a deal with the devil and then having some sort of heightened or extended life or something. So yeah. that's that's kind of the read that I take on him. But also, like, the devil is the trickster. He is the liar, you know, in, in fiction and mythology. So maybe well, maybe and- his connection with the devil is just that he is a liar who's using things around him to make it seem like he's something other than what he is. And he's really just a dude who has planted post-hypnotic triggers and has read these journals or something. And, you know, you could you could say that if you, you can say you made a deal with the devil and not have made it an actual deal with the actual devil. Right. right? Like if, if you sell out, you've right. made a deal with the devil. Yeah. There, there, are, there are a lot of different ways that that phrase can can come around. Now I got to go back and read 666. Again. Oh, again. Yeah, again. <laughs> at the beginning of this when he's coming in and he's coming out of the water he says i've been there five minutes before i realized my cape and cowl were missing mm-hmm. and dr hurt says something to the effect of like abandon your cowl abandon your cape and cowl um in maybe it was like actually in r.i.p but that's what he said originally back in the day like those original back when dick was robin the whole isolation experiment this is based on I was reading an annotation and they had said that, you know, he had told Batman to stop being Batman and that lasted like more time than it did. And this time, like, so this post-hypnotic trigger, like Dr. Hurt, when he's all drugged and susceptible, Dr. Hurt can say these things and it can actually cause him to like, you know, abandon his cow or abandon being Batman. Cause that is a thrust of hurt with this as he wants him to abandon being Batman. So the idea that, you know, Dick finds his cowl in the water at the end of RIP and Mm -hmm. Bruce doesn't have it. And I don't know that that's true or not, but I like someone's read on that, that like isn't a dude who usually forgets to have his cowl on, but there's still this lingering effects of the post-hypnotic triggers and the suggestion and the loss of identity that, you know, he is still susceptible to this mind control that Hurt has put into him. I'm excited to get to the second part to get sort of Mm -hmm. this more thorough idea of what these two things exist and why they exist i really really like them i wonder how much stuff would have been spoiled if they were to be put into the spot where they actually fit within time i feel like this one not so much yeah but the next one yeah yeah because other than like a mention of a hidden room and a flash of the barbados graffiti i don't think that a lot messes with the core story of batman it may have given you weird spoilers for um, Final Crisis, but um, you know there's there's not a lot that messes with the mystery that's going on in this specific title. I don't think. No, and I, I think that you're right. The really only two shots would be the rose emblem on the 
fireplace that then leads to the Barbados room. And had we not gone through the journey of Batman and Robin, we would not know at all what those two emblems are or those two right. panels are about, but they could right. have just been thrown on there for another reason. Yeah. Roman. Do you remember what the, 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 sim- the meaning of the symbolism of the three roses? Did Dick figure I, that out? I don't. I don't remember it. Yeah. It seems like a weird bit of symbology to throw into that. Yeah. Yeah, it's always... it's the whiskey that's not quite as good as four roses. Is that a type of whiskey? <laughs> yeah, which is not, not a... quite as good as Wyoming. That's true. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, it. Is an interesting. I hope that there's like some meaning behind the three roses of it. But poison ivy is really Martha. Oh, <laughs> Martha. <laughs> and in the final page, when he says "Think fast, Batman," I do like that. There's this whole narrative of days to Omega, like the days mm-hmm. to you know the Omega sanction affecting him, but just he's just just detectivizing the whole in things and you know it finishes with him looking at the green lantern outline of orion's dead body and the bullet that they exhume from the concrete in the past does it's a hole in those things mm-hmm. you know it's a hole and i just like you know this visual motif of the hole and things both of these issues are referred to as the hole in things or no actually sorry the the next one the missing case but just that idea of like hurt is the whole on things also this is a bit of a plot device or plot explanation that would have been nice a while ago so it's even kind of filling a hole in continuity it's all very very pl- good have we heard that term leading up to this at all or is this the oh yeah okay i thought so <laughs> yeah dr hurt's been referring to himself as the whole in things okay. for a good while now good i don't know why you even have me on this thing because you love Batman I and, you're, this and you have shit. and you you have a willingness to go on a long <laughs> in, in arduous journey based on our enthusiasm to revisit a book that you know you like but don't love as much as other people. Um, you know, you offer a good counter viewpoint to a bunch of people who would just as soon fillet Grant. <laughs> uh, I, I, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> uh, Roman, do you have anything else in this issue? Oh, no, no. It's just I'm looking at the like the first page of the next issue. I'm like, oh, oh, I love that line. <laughs> yeah, I... Oh, no, I'm looking at that. Um, but, but, but we'll do that next time. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that next time. Yeah, I had a really hard time not just reading the next one because I do think these those two just yeah. work so well. And, and they really, when they came out, especially while reading Batman and Robin and Return of Bruce Wayne, it really felt like, you know, pieces were coming together and like we were getting... You know, in reality, as many answers as we are getting new questions, but I think mm-hmm. that's the, the the implication of a good mystery story to me is that as you're putting things together, you realize things are still much larger and mysterious. So what do you guys think? Should we do Wednesday as Batman and Robin 7, or sorry, Batman 702, or should Wednesday be the email show and then Friday we'll do Batman and Robin 702? What do you What do you guys think? When are we going to do Batman, Batman 7? Or wait, I'm confused. Oh, well, it's just know. this, you know, it's Monday here. <laughs> And we've got the first episode of the week is 701. And we've said because these two issues are just two, that instead of doing a third issue that week, this week, um, we're going to do an email show. We've been getting emails from folks about it. But I don't know if we should sandwich that like the cream of an Oreo and make the cookie 701 and 702. Or should we do 701, Wednesday 702, and then finish the week off with the emails? Boy, I'm, uh, that's a good question because I'm all I'm – all revved up to get to 702 <laughs> i didn't know if he was gonna say revved up or hepped up okay let's yeah. do 702 and then friday we'll do the emails that gives time for people to get a couple more uh questions and thoughts and opinions of their own journey through this uh in. i was i was gonna say hepped up but then i realized I, I say that too often so i changed it to revved 
You're nope. such a goofball. You guys You're know me too well. Goofer. Yeah, you've got some beautiful verbal uh, ticks. Love it. Um, hepped up by goofball. Hepped up by goofballs. <laughs> um, well, hey, thanks for joining me, uh, Roman and Django. Jenks, thanks, Jenks, Jenks, Jenks. Thanks for getting in here. Uh, <laughs> yes. I love having George, you, man. Back, drop. <laughs> I know you're so busy, so I always feel a little bad to say, "Hey, get up earlier than you'd like and read a comic earlier than you would to talk on Zoom earlier than you would." Uh, Dude, I can with people I, that you know you don't like. <laughs> any any day that you. Uh, aren't going to see me at 10 a.m. I can record a podcast at 10 a.m. We I do have a lot of 10 a.m. dates. I don't even have to put pants on. Boy. Ew! <laughs> Y'all didn't see it, but he just showed us his naked, exposed <laughs> legs. Um, all right, everybody. Well, on that horrifying note, uh, on behalf of Roman and Django, I am Jeff. This is Batman in Quarantine, episode 42. You can send us an email for our email show this Friday at Batman in quarantine at gmail.com. All of those words spelled out, not the letter in. Batman I in quarantine at gmail.com. Send us a, a, a verbal message. Tell us what you do or don't like about stuff. Tell us that you also got tricked into buying these omnibuses um, that Django won't read because two reasons. They put his legs to sleep, those naked, naked legs that we just saw, <laughs> and this beautiful shot of a giant red and black Batman jet flying at you. Uh, the crux of Batman's face is in the spine of a book that I can't fully open, and I bet That's that Django, with his issue, got to look at that like a big old pretty poster. Yeah, you can see that he's actually wearing his cowl. <laughs> instead, of, <laughs> instead of just man those are two arms sandwiched to get like one of those mad magazine like things you fold the pages together or something yeah. alright everyone thanks for joining us and we'll see you all on Wednesday for 702